0: Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. Well, it's not every day that Tuesday is the first day of the working week, but that it is today and our opportunity to get a catch up on those breaking news headlines as they come from Israel and the Middle East. Ron Ross is back with us. Hello, Ron. Welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil. Hey, Ron, trusting you had a very nice Easter break.
1: Did indeed. I enjoyed watching my son-in-law, Steve Grace, singing at the Opera House uh, on Easter Sunday.
0: And bringing that connection for a lot of listeners. They might not know that that is the connection, but Steve Grace, probably the most uh, prolific Christian artist that we've had in Australia and over decades now, and he is your son-in-law.
1: Yeah, Uh, but really we were celebrating his wife's birthday. She's my daughter, Kerry.
0: (laughs) Very good. A lot of things to celebrate on your Easter weekend. Yes, indeed. Uh, Ron, did you catch the Easter message from Donald Trump on the weekend?
1: Very inspiring, wasn't it? Yes, I did. And it was very interesting to see the reactions from church leaders uh, across America and even in Israel because he honoured Passover and uh, he glorified the Lord and uh, the value of uh, having faith in Christ for America today.
0: And I thought a carefully crafted speech that connected our Christian faith to those Hebrew roots in an amazing way. When we talk about our uh, headlines that we do each week on a Tuesday, we're often thinking along those lines and talking about the breaking news as it happens out of Israel and the Middle East. Uh, Let's start with some of those headlines this morning, Ron. Uh, During violent border clashes with the Israel military, the Hamas leader has said protests mark the beginning of, in quotes, our return to all of Israel. What does all that mean?
1: Yeah, well, that probably exposes the full intent. Demonstrations along Israel's border with the Gaza Strip mark the beginning of the Palestinian return to all of Palestine, Hamas leader Ishmael Haniya said in a speech at the scene of the violence. We are here to declare today that our people will not agree to keep the right of return only as a slogan. Hania added that the so-called March of Return was also aimed at sending a message to US President Trump to the effect that the Palestinians will never give up their right to Jerusalem. Israeli officials repeatedly warned Palestinians not to approach the security fence during the protests. Through the social media, leaflets dropped from aeroplanes and statements to news outlets. Khalil al haya a senior Hamas official, said the Palestinians were not afraid of Israel's threats to stop the demonstrators from approaching the border. The Palestinians are determined to return to their land and homeland, Haya said, during a tour of tents set up by the protesters near the border. The Palestinians refer to the tents as the tents of return. Our people will not be intimidated by the Israeli threats, he said. We've waited for too long to return to the lands from which our grandparents were expelled 70 years ago. And that pretty well sums up the idea of having a peaceful protest.
0: And the US has blocked UN Security Council attacks on the Israeli Defence Force's response to those violent Gaza riots.
1: Yeah, the UN Security Council again... uh, looks ridiculous the united states blocked a draft by the security council a statement expressing grave concern at the situation on the border following the land Day protest march in which some thirty thousand protesters violently rioted at the israel gaza border israeli forces killed as many as seventeen armed protesters during the riots according to reports the draft council statement presented by kuwait called for an independent, transparent investigation of the violence, and called upon all sides to exercise restraint and prevent a further escalation. The draft also referred to the Palestinian right to peaceful protest and expressed sorrow at the loss of innocent Palestinian lives. UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres... Uh, on the weekend said for those concerned to refrain from any act that could lead to further casualties. In response to the calls for an inquiry, Israel Defence Minister Avigdor Lieberman explained that the attempt to break through the fence was specifically carried out to harm our sovereignty. Any state whose broadest people tried to crash... Would act in an even more severe way than we did. And therefore, the procession of hypocrites calling for a committee of inquiry must understand there will be no such thing. Uh, very defiant and uh, uh, feeling very confident with the US support.
0: Well, as we look at some of these headlines, Ron, another one where the Palestinian Authority admits it is a terrorist organization. How does that one unfold?
1: How amazing. The Palestinian Authority's new budget for 2018 openly states for the first time that the authority is directly paying salaries to what they call imprisoned terrorists. This new information comes from the research of the Palestinian Media Watch. They've translated and analyzed the just-released budget for 2018. What they found would be front-page news anywhere around the world if the news media uh, treated the Palestinian Authority the same way it treats others. The budget allocates funds for two categories of terrorists. One is for families of the martyrs and wounded, that is, families of suicide bombers and others who are killed or wounded while trying to massacre Jews. They'll receive $197 million this year. The other category is imprisoned terrorists the authority will be giving $158 million, uh, to the Commission of Prisoners to pay salaries to terrorists who are serving jail sentences. That's a total of $355 million in terrorist funds to be spent on individual terrorists this year.
0: Uh, Ron, just before we move on from that headline, uh, it's an interesting thing to reflect on, that a lot of nations around the world uh, give foreign aid to the Palestinian Authority. Uh, Is it a disturbing thing, do you think, that some of that aid may be finding its way into the hands of the support of terrorists?
1: Oh, yes, and uh, the the United States at the moment is considering withdrawing all uh, funding uh, to the Palestinian Authority because it can't be guaranteed that that money is going to the uh, individuals who need it, but rather going to military and, and terrorist activity. Uh, that's a big problem at the moment, and uh, that's a lot of money. Uh,
0: let's move on. There might be some concerned about how Australian funds are used there, but, uh, Ron, oh, Israel...
1: Don't, don't tell me about that. I'm, I get disgusted by that.
0: Okay. Israel's reached a deal with the United Nations to resettle asylum seekers. How does that headline look?
1: Well, Israel announced yesterday that it has cancelled a contested plan to forcibly deport migrants to Africa after reaching an agreement with the United Nations High Commission on Refugees. The deal reached between the Prime Minister's office and the Commission stipulates that Israel can deport some 16,000 migrants while granting a suitable legal status to thousands of others. Prime Minister Netanyahu said around 16,000 would remain in Israel, but he said for everyone that goes, one will remain. The Commission's statement includes an additional 7,000 people, mentioning implementing solutions for a total of 39,000 people over five years. A spokeswoman for the Commission, Sharon Harrell, confirmed that number, saying the agreement signed by Netanyahu Interior Minister Ari Derry and Volker Turk, the Assistant High Commissioner for Protection, is for 39,000 migrants. There's been a great problem in Israel over recent weeks uh, with African gangs, particularly in Tel Aviv. And uh, this is a move by the Israeli uh, leadership to try and stifle those angry people.
0: And, Ron, an historic new edition of the Bible is to be released in time for Israel's 70th birthday celebrations. It's in the headlines.
1: i got to get one of these menorah books, a division of Karen Publishers Jerusalem, and Israel 365 are publishing a new edition of the Bible which centers around the land and the people of Israel as well as the dynamic relationship between them. The 929 chapter Israel Bible, thought to be the world's first of its kind, is edited by Rabbi Tule Weiss, founder and CEO of Israel 365. The book, which will be available in Israel in time for Israel Independence Day, highlights the verses in the Bible that relate to Israel and attempts to focus on the land of Israel through traditional and contemporary commentaries, maps, charts and illustrations. The Israel Bible contains the original Hebrew text alongside the new Jewish publication, Society Translation. Wise has been working on the Israel Bible for more than five years. He said that in the 70 years since the modern rebirth of the state of Israel, the Jewish state has been at the forefront of world attention. Today, there are countless efforts to vilify the Jewish state. There is also an ever-expanding movement of biblical Zionists who stand alongside Israel as an expression of their commitment to God's eternal word, he said. As we uh, seek to understand the clash between two conflicting ideologies, while seeking to make sense of the modern world's great interest in Israel, the need for the Israeli Bible has never been more important. The Israel Bible will be used this month, April, by the Knesset, the Parliament, during its second joint Christian-Jewish Bible study, a project of the Knesset Caucus for the encouragement of Bible study. According to member of Knesset, Yehuda Glick, who runs these Bible studies, he chose the Israel Bible because you can see that Israel is the Torah's main theme and begin to understand the major role it plays. The Israel Bible helps you understand that the whole Bible is all about the land of Israel, and that's a message full of, uh, for all humanity, Glick uh, said.
0: Uh, so, Ron, just clarifying that, that is going to be an Old Testament version of the Bible uh, without a New Testament. That's the case, oh, isn't yes. it? Yes, yeah.
1: that's what it will be. That's it? But we're thrilled to be able to show them where Jesus appears in the Old Testament.
0: Of course. Uh, Ron, just great. Thank you so much for taking that time to pour over the headlines and bring us those that are outstanding and meaningful. appreciate these updates every Tuesday at this time. And thank you so much for taking this time today to share these thoughts and these headlines with our listeners here on 2020.
1: Thanks, Neil. God bless.